What's up, everybody? Terminal Transmissions, episode 30, fucking one. Yes. Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> anyway, I'm so Highlander sorry. <laughs> yep. Welcome. So, uh, yeah, we wanted to talk about a few things, but first and foremost, we wanted to discuss, again, two days ago, we provided some information, and we're going to be providing some more information on Facebook and, and everything, but we are going to be doing a drawing. The rules were, are, are what we're going to be putting on Facebook uh, pretty imminently. It might already be there. I don't know. But because uh, we record this in the past. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are going to be giving away an unopened copy of Uncharted 4 for PlayStation 4. Ooh, free games, double prizes. <laughs> That's a Toy Story reference. It's only one prize. <laughs> so like we said last episode, we will be kind of determining, uh, you know, how, however this however this drawing goes if it goes really really well we'll be doing a lot more drawings as much as we possibly can if it doesn't really go that well then obviously we need to tweak some things and uh maybe dial it back and wait a few months or or uh try to go about it a different way so anyway um yeah if it if it gets a lot of of good feedback yeah we'll absolutely be dumping some more out yeah absolutely and we don't want to just be like Here's this sixty dollars product. I mean, that's always cool, but we want to, you know, give away games. We also want. I, I, I like, you know, here's this action figure. Here's like a poster, right. stuff that we're passionate about that we think is cool. Um, just you know, why not? Yeah, absolutely. But also video games, obviously, right? And anything that allows y'all to, uh, you know, communicate with us and, and interact with us, uh, which uh, more, which is something that we've been talk- talking about from the beginning is like, it's something that's very, very difficult from this side of things. When you're, when you're creating something, it's very hard to present something and then be like, cool, now let's hang out about it. You know? And it's like, how do you do that? So hopefully this, this allows us to, to reach some, some new people and really start uh, communicating with them. So anyway, yeah, that's about, that's all about all I got to say about that. And we'll be, again, we'll be posting more about it on, on Facebook. So with all of that said, jumping over to TV, we had talked about Westworld a while back before the show actually came out. We mm-hmm. had discussed. We had a bunch of theories that were wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, But now the show is out, and we have both seen both episodes, mm-hmm. and it's goddamn incredible. And so we it wanted to talk about it. It is really fucking great. Yeah. So first and foremost, before I say anything else about it, I want to say how much, and we've talked about other shows being like this before, but no show has ever, to me, felt so much like a movie than Westworld. Right. Like, it is fully just, and I think it helps, and we talked about this, that I I, I think that it helps that so many of the actors are actually movie stars. Right. And we're not even talking about, like, regular movie actors. I'm talking about actual movie stars. It, it absolutely does, when you're watching it, it doesn't feel at all like a TV show. The acting doesn't feel like a TV show. The set pieces don't feel like a TV show. They're they're in full like goddamn Utah, right? And it's fucking gorgeous. 
I mean, just everything about it, everything budgetary. A lot of very cool practical effects. Yeah. Like yeah. that weird machine that's like dipping their like love it. robot bodies into like I, flesh milk. I love it. Can you fucking say flesh milk? Anyway. You definitely can't yeah, they put fucking, that into Google unless fucking, you have the safe search on. They fucking dip the toe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, and it's really cool because, and I, I love saying the word, but it's like my favorite thing. But the juxtaposition between like the real sets versus like the actual like Westworld within the continuities. Right, so, right, right. So because the whole the whole deal is, uh, and if you haven't checked it out, um, it's, it's basically an amusement park. Mm-hmm. And the point of it is that really rich people can go to Westworld where they get to pretend that they're in like the Wild West. It's kind of like an MMO. Mm-hmm. But you actually like can do stuff. And 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 they they sell it within the the continuity as you can do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. Even like awful shit. Mm-hmm. Uh there's basically no rules except that like you can't harm other real humans. Uh which hasn't been explored at all yet. Right. In the um the show except that they said that like the guns don't work on them. Right. And the, they've shown they've shown one character who's a human get it shot a bunch of times and just terminate it right through it because right. he's not actually being hurt. Right. Whereas if you shoot the robots, they get like they get killed. Yeah, like violently injured and have yeah. to be like put back together. Yeah, have they have to, to have like surgery. They're basically androids, really. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's wild. And and honestly, one of my favorite things about the tone is how much it feels like a video game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I so I just wanted to talk about that because it actually does. And I, I even saw an article earlier today when I was doing my research for this that it was like Westworld. Uh, I don't I remember the exact title, but paraphrasing it, it was like basically like Westworld actually brings to light some questions that we might have moving forward in video games, right? Which is absolutely true, right? As video games get more and more realistic, and as NPCs become more and more human like. Mm-hmm. Where do you start drawing the line? Yeah. At what point is it wrong to murder an NPC that is an AI? Right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Like at what point do does a does a program become sentient enough that it's morally wrong to, you know, if we're playing Saints Row to, you know, just clobber them in the face with a giant dildo? Right. 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 And so, yeah, it's like kind of the question that's being asked in Westworld is like how sentient are these androids, mm-hmm. right? And that's that's the whole deal because, you know, if they are sentient, then what you're doing to them is absolutely morally reprehensible. If they're not, and if they're just computer simulations that actually don't have feelings and they're just faking it, then that's fine. But l- From again, what we've seen so far, it seems like <laughs> yeah. maybe the people who go to Westworld are the scum of the earth. Right, right. It's definitely, it's definitely the people that want to do things that they're not allowed to do, you know, and, and it's cool. I love those tropes. I love, I love the tropes of like, it's, it's humans that are the monsters and not what you would expect the monsters to be. Right. Which is really cool. And it's like, I don't even know what the tropes call, but like, I love that trope and it, and it happens in the first episode. Spoiler alert. It's really fucking cool. But, uh, what's, what's the younger actor's name? You think he's the actual newcomer? Oh, James Marsden. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> he's not that young. Okay, well, he's, he's the young, younger. He's, he's younger. young compared to Anthony Hopkins, right? So in the, in the very first episode, you 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 get like a trick, and it, and it's a cool one though. It's it's the kind of it's the kind of um it's the kind of twist that I like. Yeah, and so this is just to just to to, to touch on this because I love the original movie. Mm-hmm. 
this is a twist if you're just watching Westworld the show. Uh-huh. But if you've seen the movie, they're doing it hard on purpose to trick people who have seen the movie. Right, right. And so how it works is that it it paints this picture of James Marsden like being a, what they call a quote unquote a newcomer, mm-hmm. which means a real human. And he's interacting with this character that's very obviously an AI. Mm-hmm. So they call them hosts. And that means like the fake people mm-hmm. uh, of, of Westworld. And so it paints it like he's a, he's a real human and he's just partying. He's just in Westworld hanging he's just, out. He's just coming back for another trip. Right. Cause it, and it even shows that that's like a real thing. It already shows like some very obvious humans that are discussing mm-hmm. Westworld because some of, some of the people, which of course, this is another one of those things that like you can tell if you've ever played an MMO that there are some people that really want to get immersed in it and they really role play the shit out of it. Uh, people like me and you. And then there's the people that 100% don't and they don't care about any of the immersion of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so it's like you constantly see that in the shows, like right. you constantly see "quote unquote" newcomers that are saying like full on like shit that breaks the immersion for anyone else that's there because they're scumbags. Right. Um, but anyway, so you think that James Marsden is a newcomer, and then he's just hitting it off in this very romantic way with Dolores, who is uh, a host, and then they get back to her farm and. You see that, like, her dad's been shot and he's getting, like, brutalized. By Trevor from Grand Theft Auto, which coincidentally was apparently um, an influence for the show. Oh, rad, rad. Uh, yeah, and so then this is all happening and you you think that he's a host and that he's just, like, a part of it and this is a narrative. But then Ed Harris shows up and you fully think that Ed Harris is a host and he's just the bad guy in this narrative. That so in created. Westworld, the movie, that is exactly true. Right. The man in black gunslinger character, Yul Brynner's character, is a host. And the main guy who shows up is a human. Right. And they fully did that on purpose. Yeah. But tricked. Yeah, it's a totally a 100% a twist. And it turns out that Dolores and James Marston's characters are the hosts. And that Ed Harris is not a host. He's a real human. Who's apparently hella rich. Yeah. And he's just a goddamn scumbag. Yeah. Does whatever the fuck he wants, which includes apparently raping androids. And uh, that's what he's into. That's his bag, baby. So it's very, it's, it's, it's a very huge twist and it's very shocking. And it kind of sets up the tone for his character in what we've seen in the first and second episode yeah it kind of it kind of it seems like it's implied that so that he basically says that he's been coming to westworld for 30 years Mm -hmm. and it kind of makes it feel like he's just almost going through the motions Mm -hmm. and he's almost taken on sort of like a sociopath or psychopathic tone within this world where they're just objects to him Mm -hmm. and like it seems like when you first get there they kind of are like that and you're kind of nervous right and then as you kind of get into the flow it becomes more real for you but then he's done it so long and seen everything and done everything that he's just become to the point where it's basically just like G.I. Joe's for him. And right. he just he doesn't even think of them as even entities. Right, right. They're just objects to him. Yeah. Uh and, and it's it's actually really unnerving. Yeah, it's very unnerving. I was I was actually about to say, like, it's it's it makes him just seem fully insane. And like it's like kind of hard to watch some of his scenes because of it. But also the show has Anthony Hopkins in it, and he's just goddamn incredible. Um, who, who's the other guy who plays Bernard? What's oh, Jeffrey Wright. Yeah. And, and like, they're just so good. Jeffrey Wright's goddamn incredible. Yeah. Always. Yeah. And he's again, just tearing it the fuck up in yeah. Westworld. Uh, and uh, who's the woman? 
Evan Rachel Wood. Yeah, and she's just fucking incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know who the the young guy, the young writer guy, but he's just like killing every scene. Right. Um, it's just it's it's everyone in the show. It's just like put on a clinic for how to act the show. That's <laughs> just every scene. I haven't seen a single a single scene where I was like, oh, okay, well, obviously, you know, kind of like the 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 Luke Cage thing of like, oh man, like these two guys are incredible. But then, like, this other guy, not so much. It's the opposite of that. It's just, like, every single person. Even that little kid. They had, like, that little boy. And, right, right, and, right. And kid actors are, like, notorious for being, like, fucking awful. And he was killing it. And I was just like, Jesus Christ, the show is fucking awesome. Yeah. It was actually very interesting because there were a lot of characters that weren't introduced in the first episode. Right. That I had already known that these actors were cast in the show. And I was like, man, it's so weird that they aren't showing up. Uh-huh. And then they showed up in episode two and seemed to have major roles. Right, right. So, like, I knew that Clifton Collins Jr. was cast. And I was like, how is he not in the first episode? And then he was Lawrence in the oh, second episode. Right, right, And he right. seems to be hugely important. Right. And then also Jimmy Simpson and Ben Barnes, who mm-hmm. were the two friends that showed right. up. I knew that they were both in the show. Okay. And I was like, where the fuck are they? Right. Okay. Um, that white hat and black hat, we'll right, call them. Right, uh, And that, what, what's the guy's name? Uh, the black hat one? Uh, ben Barnes. Jesus Christ. He is like, he's basically another, he's basically like a, Ed, like Harris, Ed Jr. Harris Jr. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like watching their interactions and it's just like, fuck. But also I, I want to touch on it and getting just n- real deep in these spoilers. But, uh, oh, who was, who was the, the host that was like getting reprogrammed a whole bunch in it? Uh, Tandy Newton. Yeah. God damn. That was like, I was getting like upset. I was getting upset with like, just how like flippant, which again, it's like, where do you draw the line, right, or whatever, you know, and where where this, you know, maybe this isn't morally ambiguous to some people. Well, you know? and the thing is, is and again, Greg Henny Buzzword uh, juxtaposition mm-hmm. is that they don't see the people in the show, the fictional characters, right. the humans, they don't see what we see. Right, right, right. Right. So we see her character having dreams right. about like traumatic events from her past, right, that haven't been correctly erased from her memory. Sure. Yeah, they don't know that. Right, they just think that they're a fucking chair you know what i mean it's a fucking it's a laptop that bleeds yeah 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 but we see Uh the interactions the humanity and like the sentience absolutely and the the fear and the anger that these robots or androids experience so it's it's unsettling for us Mm -hmm. whereas the characters in the show have no fucking clue right they literally are like this is a fucking frisbee that that, right right yeah and even but even like even the the persons that work for westworld in in the show like they don't even know. Like the technicians even are just like so when when that um that host starts like panicking and like mm-hmm. jumping up and stuff, and they're just basically like, Oh, you didn't put it in the correct mode. They don't they're not even looking at it as like, Oh God, what's happening yeah, with, like, with this robot? Like, oh, you're you're gonna be okay. You know, like they don't try and like comfort her. They're right. just like, Oh, you didn't put it in a sleep mode. Right. And don't hit it with that tray, we'll have to file a damage report. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Like it doesn't even matter, right? And so like but more than anything to me, even more than that is like, it was just so crazy. Like it kind of, I don't know, like it, it was kind of giving her a lot of the, like, I don't know for me as a, as a, as a watcher and as a viewer, like I was getting so much of a connection with her uh, as a character that she did like, feel so alive. And I, obviously like that's what they were going for. And just like, to me, the thing that bothered me the most of all of that was that they were just like, Oh, just like, jump up her like aggression oh no dial back her aggression give her more sympathy and it was just like how flippant they were making these these decisions for this like i get it she's not living and breathing but like 
there's something. And then you're just like fully like basically reaching into her brain and turning knobs. Yeah. And like it was that was upsetting me. Yeah. Uh, You know, it was just like it was that was like it was kind of hard to watch. So so it's very cool. I can't wait to see what else comes in the season. But also, I mean, like we talked about a few weeks ago, it's like apparently they're going to do at least eight of these. Mm-hmm. So I'm fucking jazz hands about this, dude. I think this show is goddamn incredible. I'm really curious to see where it goes and, you know, wh- how far they go with this sort of like video game narrative of uh-huh. like, you know, secret storylines and, and whatnot, because mm-hmm. it seems really fucking rad. Yeah. So in science, uh, that's also movies and a little bit kind of video games uh, uh-huh. in a way. I just wanted to touch on this real quick because there's literally no information about it. Uh-huh. But uh, it was revealed this week that so Blade Runner sequel is going to be called uh, Blade Runner 2049. Uh-huh. And it's going to be released on virtual reality in addition to being released in theaters. Jesus. So we have no idea what that means. There's no details. That's enough. I, I don't. So what I'm thinking is, and this would be goddamn incredible. Mm-hmm. is if they're filming it in 3D, if all the sets can be wrapped around, like if the background behind your head where the camera is can be filled in digitally, mm-hmm. you would be able to turn and see more of the set while Ooh. still having... Because otherwise you're just watching a movie right, right. On, a, on a movie screen in, a, in virtual reality, which has already been done. There's nothing sure. special about right. that. But if they do like a more like a... What was that movie? Henry... Oh, Hardcore Henry. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Hardcore Henry. I don't think they would do it like that. No, I don't, I don't think either. they would film Blade Runner from a first-person perspective. Right. But if they could like, if they could basically stitch the scenes together so that the set, you know, you can look up and right, look right. to the left and look to the right. Um, as I'm doing that in real life physically and turning my mouth away from the microphone like a fucking plebe. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was it, appreciative of it. I don't know what that means. <laughs> right, right. But yeah. hopefully it's fucking badass. Yeah, I mean, it does sound like they're pushing the envelope on this. It sounds rad. I mean, like we've talked about before, it's super cool that VR is actually becoming like a household thing now. Right. I mean, VR has existed for, for a million years, um, give or take, you know, a few million. Um, but um, <laughs> uh, but it's, it's cool now that like, one, it's getting good. Whereas like VR, except in very, very limited, very expensive situations. It was shit. Yeah, remember when that dude played VR in First Kid? <laughs> Forgot about that. Yes, I do, actually. So, yeah, so now it's actually going to be, it's actually something that's awesome, and it's only going to get more awesome, but now it's becoming a household thing, so now we're going to be seeing it in influence other things, such as this. Like, now it's influencing film, so we're going to be having VR film crossovers which is and it's crazy that it's like oh next year to like right now that's awesome that's so fucking cool so yeah i like it man i i, I can't wait to see what happens so in video games i'm again gonna do that thing that i do sometimes uh kind of like my watches of the video game thing but uh i'm not actually going to talk about a video game mm-hmm. i'm going to talk about something within video games classic uh, crayon yeah that's what i do so um, a couple years ago, uh, around Christmas, some hackers shut down the PlayStation Network and Xbox mm-hmm. Live. This affected a fuckload of people, including us. We were there, but I was real pissed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was real upset. But more importantly, and this is what we were talking about. Is like we thought it was just an outage mm-hmm. at first from like a bunch of people getting new PlayStations and Xbox, and it overloaded their infrastructure. But then it actually came out that that was not what happened, mm-hmm. that it was actually like DDoS attacks. Some fucking pricks. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, 
And then immediately, like this this group uh, called the Lizard Squad, which was just a hacker group, they started like bragging about it on, mm-hmm. on Twitter, etc. Well, now two members of Lizard Squad have been arrested. Mm-hmm. They have been charged with cyber crimes, although it, it didn't get more into like specifically what that entails or how uh, significant those charges are. Mm-hmm. So I have no idea. But they're both 19 years old. And basically it's stated that what led to this happening is that so to up the fucking level of douchebaggery here, mm-hmm. this same group had started selling one hacker tools, mm-hmm. which is what actually led them to them getting caught because someone hacked their hacker tools which is hilarious to me. Uh, That's incredible. Mm -hmm. But secondly, what led, I guess, like the FBI to actually like really hardcore investigating them is that this same group had started like selling a service of harassing people. I don't know to what extent. Mm -hmm. All that the, the article that I read stated was that you could like pay money and provide a phone number and that this service would like call them every hour Mm -hmm. for like, an indefinite amount of time, like days, weeks, months. I have no idea. I guess it's how much you pay, but they just like would call these people like every single hour and like fuck with them mm-hmm. and like try to scam them. I, I don't know. Again, to what extent it didn't say, but it did say like death threats and stuff. So yeah, we had discussed this when it happened. That it's like, dude, as soon as we found, I remember you and I talked about it. Like as soon as we found out that it was actually like DDoS attacks and it wasn't just like the infrastructure got overload i mean the infrastructure did get overloaded but it was it was by artificial means and on purpose which is way fucked up because like think about that like if you were just like anyone i mean regardless of age but even like thinking about it uh, and like how we we talked about it when it happened was like think about if you were like a 10 year old kid and you're like mom and dad had to pinch pennies to like get you a playstation and they got you a fucking playstation on christmas day and you're so mega fucking pumped up and then you you can't play like any game now without network capabilities mm-hmm. and like you just fucking like on Christmas Day, open up your new PlayStation 4 and you fucking plug it in and you're all pumped and then PlayStation Network's down. Mm-hmm. And you just have to like sit there and not goddamn do any, can't do anything about it. Your parents can't do anything about it. Like that's awful to do this just for fun. It's like I get it. Like sometimes like in hacking and I know it's always like a, a morally gray area and I and I get it. Like there's a slippery slope. But like sometimes, like you know, hacking can be done for like, and that's where the whole white hat, black hat thing comes from anyway. It's like sometimes like, there is like hacks that are done for like non morally uh, reproachable, you know, reasons. This is not that. It was just people that were like, haha, look what we can do. And that's fucking awful to me. Uh, and so much worse. And it makes it, it makes it so, it's so maddening to me that it's just like, we're just going to like ruin someone's day because we can. And that's very frustrating to me. Yeah, they're stupid. Yeah. So not much else to talk about it. So at least two people are going to get in trouble for this. So hopefully they, they grab more of them because it was very obviously much Well, hopefully they actually get convicted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah, not much more to say about that. But yeah, I just, oh, it's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. So I wanted to dip my sword into movies for a quick second. And there's a few different topics I wanted to touch on in this sort of like broader um, idea. I want to talk about the new Power Rangers movie. First and foremost, we got a trailer. Uh, or maybe it's a teaser. I don't really know the difference anymore, right. to be totally honest. <laughs> yeah, me either. Um, 
But, you know, again, New York Comic Con, we got a trailer, uh, and it actually looks fucking badass. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks real cool. Yeah, it it looks very uh, chronicle. Yes. And we said that immediately. So yeah. as soon as I posted the trailer, Dirk got in the comments, and he said, it's like Breakfast Club with powers. And I said, it's like Chronicle 2. Well, <laughs> literally, like, every news outlet within an hour had compared the movie to Breakfast Club and Chronicle. Right. So this was, like, what, three or four days ago. Uh-huh. Um, well, now it turns out that Max Landis, who fucking wrote Chronicle. Right. Off the uh, chain. Who, who made Chronicle. Right. Uh, people came out and were like, hey, have you seen this Power Rangers trailer? <laughs> and uh, so he gets on Twitter and he's like, oh, yeah, I originally was hired to write the Power Rangers movie. Mm-hmm. I wrote a screenplay for this movie and they didn't like it. I wrote like some retro, like action, silly, like teen movie mm-hmm. and they didn't like it. Uh, and then they fired him and they fucking made Chronicle. Right. So he literally said on Twitter, yeah, it appears that they hired the writer of, uh, writer of Chronicle and he wrote a Power Rangers movie. So they fired him and made Chronicle. <laughs> but yeah. So he's, he, he steamed up about that. And a lot of, you know, his fans, all seven of them um, are, are steamed <laughs> up about it. I'm one of the seven. I love Chronicle. Chronicle is one of my favorite movies. A lot of people, a lot of people don't like Max Landis movies. They bomb. Yeah. Chronicle did not do well. Huh. Fuck everybody. But anyway, so yeah, he got this fired. Is a common theme. And then now they've made uh, they've made Chronicle Power Rangers. But all that aside, Chronicle Rangers. All that aside, the fucking trailer looks awesome. Oh my Christ! I was, I'm ready to go. Yeah, and I mean, I, I feel like we like it was inevitable for us because we actually liked Chronicle. Yeah. So it was we, like, and I love. Power Rangers. Yeah. I still, I still like Power Rangers. I still follow Super Sentai, which is the Japanese show that all Power Rangers gets all of its cool footage from. Mm-hmm. Um, and I watch basically every new season that comes out every year. Right. But so I'm I'm ready to go for this. And you know, a lot of stuff had been kind of you know tripling trickling out over the past like, couple of years. Right. And I was very skeptical, and I'm still skeptical. But the trailer was edited in such a way that it looks badass. Yes. And a lot of times, if the trailer it looks that good. Uh-huh. The movie's usually good. Yeah. There's yeah. very, uh, this, in this day and age, it's very infrequent that you see a trailer that you're excited about and right. then the movie doesn't live up to the trailer. Sure. Yeah. And it also didn't feel like they gave too much away. Right. So me personally, I'm not going to be watching any more trailers. Right. Uh, and I recommend that no one else does because they didn't show um, Zordon. They didn't show Alpha. They didn't show the full suits. They didn't show the Zords. Mm-hmm. Really, all they showed was the Rangers out of their suits Sort of the morphers and Rita for like half a second. Right. Um, but it looks great. And then that kind of leads me to the next thing I want to talk about uh-huh. is that um, the director, uh, which uh, is Dean Israelite, he came out uh, with a press release confirming that Goldar Off is going to be in the movie. Off the chain. Now, for those of you who didn't follow Power Rangers, weird, first of all. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Goldar was basically Rita's main henchman. He was mm-hmm. in every episode. He oh, yeah. fought the Power Rangers all the time. All the time. Was the coolest looking one. He looked fucking awesome. Yeah. Now, he was like a wolf man in like medieval golden armor with wings. He basically looked like an Uzaru from Dragon Ball. <laughs> yeah. um, yes, he looked like he, he looked like a gorilla and a werewolf had a baby yeah. and then it put on like some ridiculous like golden like Egyptian armor. I loved it. Uh, I loved like, his armor. And like had like bat wings too. Yeah. So cool. But anyway, he's fucking awesome. His voice was ridiculous. Right. Uh, he basically send, sounded like a Brandon DiCamillo doing like a character in the Haggard movie. Um, <laughs> woo de woo. But uh, anyway. He did sound like that. Yeah. I forgot same, what he sounded it's like. the same voice. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> you're welcome. I'm um, never going to be able to decouple that idea now. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. That's what I'm here for. So, yeah, we have no idea what he's going to look like, if he's going to be all CG, if he's going to, you know what I mean? He could right. be fucking anything based on how Rita looks. Right. True. Um, true. 
But that's just cool. It is cool. I'm just fired up about it. Yeah, fuck yeah. And I'm ready to see this flick, honestly. Yeah, absolutely. So getting back to the Chronicle thing, it's it's fucking cool. And if you haven't seen Chronicle, maybe you don't know what that means. Chronicle, these high school kids just like accidentally stumble upon something they're not supposed to stumble upon and they get superpowers. It's a found footage movie, which I'm a sucker for, honestly. Mm-hmm. I fucking love Blair Witch. I fucking love Cloverfield. I fucking love Afflicted. Yeah. I'm a big found footage fan, honestly. Yeah. And to me, Chronicles like the best one, and it's super fucking good. But be, so, what we mean by like it's very Chronicle esque is like in this movie, the Power Rangers are just like a team of teenagers with attitudes. Yeah, five, get me five teenagers with attitude. Yeah, and they so there's like five kids in like detention. So that's like a la Breakfast Club. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, they stumble through some fucking you know abandoned parking lot at night, become anamorphs. Um, apparently Billy has like make a bomb, make like a demolition thing. <laughs> right. So they, it seems like they kind of stumble upon something might be the command center and it doesn't show how, but they get like the morphers and somehow that also translates. So, so in actual power Rangers, they were just normal teens until they morphed. But in this, it's showing that that's absolutely not true. Uh, one of them gets headbutted at mm-hmm. one point by just like a normal, normal. It was Billy, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think it's Billy. I think it's Billy gets gets headbutted by just like, you know, some some douchebag in high school, and it like does not phase Billy at all, and it like knocks the bully out. Yeah, he doesn't even move. Yeah, he, he, he eats a headbutt and like doesn't even blink. Yeah. And the other dude like dies. So they get <laughs> they get like powers. It yeah. shows them like super jumping, like jumping across like a ravine. Yeah, a and huge this is, ravine. And this is unmorphed. Yeah. So I'm assuming when they're morphed, they're basically like the Avengers, because otherwise there's no reason to right. morph. Why would you even morph except to look cool? Which do it. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, but, so we didn't so we didn't see Zords or anything like that. Mm. Um, but they do have powers, which yeah. is very chronicle. Yeah, absolutely. Different kinds of powers, but very similar in both how they got them and how it like plays out. Yeah. Like them having to go and try to like integrate back into like normal society. Honestly, even like the sets and like the like the filters, like the color scheme, yeah. it feels like Chronicle. Yeah. It felt it feels like somebody did some market research and, and watched Chronicle about seven times. But uh it looks dope as fuck. Uh when I, I had been kind of apprehensive about the actual suits, mm-hmm. but when it starts showing, it doesn't it show shows the whole like a thing. tenth of a of a suit and yeah. it looked fucking awesome. And yes, it did. And secondly the suits don't just like slap onto them. They it actually like it started doing some fucking symbiote. Yeah, it like zhlizhes onto them yeah, instead yeah. of slap. Yeah, it starts it starts like crawling over them. So in the original series, you basically stand there, they film you, you step out of the way, the guy with the costume steps in, and then you just like rotoscope some light in the frame in between. Right. Uh, but in this, it was like just like getting him. It was like creepy crawling over him. Yeah. It was like matrixing in onto his face. I loved it. Yeah. It so, looks fucking rad. I can't fucking wait. Hopefully it does really well. Hopefully it has a sequel. Get Green Ranger. Oh, that'd be fucking cool. I mean, honestly, they might Green Ranger us in the movie. Yeah, just that's because true. you know it's the thing. You're right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so and the uh, the five Rangers are basically like no names. Right. They've done some stuff, but nobody knows who they are. Right. Uh, Zordon is being played by Brian Cranston. Which is incredible. Rita Repulsa is being played by Elizabeth Banks. Uh-huh. And Alpha is being played by Bill Hader. Yeah. So, so I'm thinking that if they do have Goldar, it'll probably be somebody pretty well known. Yeah. That'd be cool. That And that is cool, too, to like use big names for all of the minor characters. Use almost no names for like the main characters. Yeah. Pretty it's fucking it's cool. a really good. It's a really good choice, I feel like. Yeah. I'm very curious to see how they do Zordon. Yeah. Because it's not just going to be like a big, bald, floating white head. I, I, I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. 
So yeah, pumped up about it. I think it's going to be fucking cool. The trailer, teaser, whatever the fuck it is, definitely reinvigorated my interest in the movie. I mean, it was already pretty much there to begin with, so I didn't really have to. I'm very curious to see how the Zords look. That's basically where they're going to make or break the the franchise for me. Right. Is how the Zords look and how the Megazord looks is Mm -hmm. hugely important. Right. But yeah, pumped up. So yeah, no more to say about that at this time. We'll keep you posted. And uh, we'll also... uh, be on the lookout for uh, more info about our, our drawing. Yeah, our we're going to give it away, give it away, <laughs> give it away now. See you I'm next sorry. time.